You're listening to the Get Peeled Podcast, a space for life enthusiasts to get inspired, learn through others about fitness, business, relationships, and life itself. I'm your host, Tana Eden, a fitness entrepreneur that has an obsession with sweating and a burning desire to share and inspire others with the lessons that I have learned through fitness. Here we go. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Peeled Podcast. I am Hannah Eden. And I'm Paul Barreto. Today, we're in Montana. In probably one of the sexiest buildings here in town. That's right. Uh, Flagnor <laughs> Fail Headquarters. That is right. With the very one and only Mr. and Mrs. Bailey. What up? That is Dana and Rob Bailey. You guys probably know these guys very well. They have got a big presence online on Instagram. I'm going to go through here and the name of this podcast is Get Peeled. So I'm going to read some stuff. We did some creeping on your website. Oh, <laughs> And then oh, afterwards, wow. the goal of the podcast is to peel back the layers and just have a conversation and not shit that you can find on Google. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, Let's I peel like it. it. But here we go. Dana has been quite a force within this industry for many, many years. I've had my eyes on you for a long time, looked up to you, and you have paved the way for a lot of us. But I do have to spit out some titles that you have won here. Now, Dana's been training for almost 20... 20 years? Sorry, I'm going to give yeah, you five more about, back there, right? About 17, 17, I think. 17, becoming the first ever IFBB physique pro in history, Boom. winning the first ever Miss Physique Olympia, being featured on several magazine covers, having her own training column, own gym, clothing line, supplement line, and even making it onto American Ninja Warrior. I did. That's yeah, amazing. wow. I cannot shit. wait I gotta to watch talk that. about this. It wasn't right? good. Uh, oh, man, I got that knocked out hard. on the second thing. And ugh, it was, was tough. Uh, it was impossible for anyone five, five, Nothing's impossible. five, five and under. Nothing's it's not impossible, but like there were like true ninjas. But if you were short, you, it, it was uh, the log roll, but oh, it used to only roll like three or four times. It rolled 12 times for me. And the fat, like every roll, it just got faster and it would whip you. But the reason why I say it was bad if you were short, because we couldn't get our yeah. arms around or our legs around. So like I had no locks in. So it was just like, hold on for dear life. <laughs> and it, it took me out. I was so mad. What a cool yeah. thing to do though, man. Putting your physical abilities to a totally different test than what you're yeah, used to. Yeah, it was. That stuff is humbling. We went once to a gym. Oh, my. oh man, humbling. Mm-hmm. You think you're fit. You think that you can do stuff. Nope. And on TV, no. you're always like, come on, dude, just grab the knob. It's <laughs> yeah, just, just grab the easy. knob. We can do it. Yeah, it was a lot of easy. grip strength stuff. Mm-hmm. So I trained at a gym in like Westchester area. Uh, and I was going there like almost every day. And I remember like after a week of it, I couldn't use my hands anymore. <sighs> and that's actually when we developed our one product for Run Everything, AMF. Um, I lost... I couldn't even hold a pan. Like oh if I was like making food, like it would just fall out. I was like, great. In one week, I'm going to be on TV and I can't even hold a pan in my hand. So we got uh, a formulator because we were making Onward at that time. And we're like, hey, I need the best like joint supplement in the entire world. And it needs to work really fast. So they like sent us something. And like three days later, like it actually, like I could use my hands again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I like Weird. That. But I didn't even get to use my hands on Ninja Warrior. Dang. Dang. Yeah. I was so mad because right after the log roll was like, like upper body strength. And that was like, oh, I'm going to kill it. And that's when all the girls were like falling off like the ladders and stuff. And uh, that been I didn't jam. even get to it. I didn't go even back get to it. To let's it. go back. Let's, yeah. let's yeah, try it was to get still back. Full. 
cool experience. I dig it. Do you have a little two, uh, a couple words yeah, there on Rob? Yeah, man. Rob Bailey. So uh, handle on Instagram, kill Rob Bailey. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't want to do what that. What the fuck? We're going to keep you alive, yeah, man. Yeah, no one, no one knows what that is. Um, so I've been recording music since, I don't know, like the early 2000s. And originally when we were recording uh, in Brooklyn, uh, we'd record in a closet at night. So like 3 a.m. and I'd be screaming. And I think we'd been recording for like two days. My voice was just trashed. But we needed to finish one of our like stupid mixtape songs or whatever. We needed like a really long scream. So in Pro Tools, what happens is it splits up all of the like little cuts and it puts them in a folder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie was like, oh, it's fine, dude. I think I know which ones are like your longer scream. We'll just bring a scream in from your last song and drop it here. And he's like, it's one of these three. So he dropped three in or two in. And uh, so two tracks. And it was we played it and it said, kill Rob Bailey. <laughs> and we were like, I was like, whoa, that is. I love it. I love so it. then for some reason I put on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of stuck. And that was a long, long time ago. It was the first t-shirt I ever printed was Kill Rob Bailey. It's in, the, it's in that other office. It's, uh, that was in your dorm room kitchen. Yep. Right? So yeah. that was like the year 2003, I think. No. Damn. Well, yeah. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, three or, f- yeah, three or four. You don't have to correct me on everything. You'd be like, yeah, you're right. I, don't, I was thinking we graduated in 2001, but nope. that's when we graduated yeah. high school. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had, uh, I print, printed my first t-shirt, I think, in, in her kitchen. And, uh. I printed like 20 of them and just gave them out to people. And one of them just made its way back to me. That's so. amazing. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, one of them made its way back. That is so cool. So, yeah, let's talk about Rob. Man, everything, right? Influencer, um, fashion designer, mm-hmm. um, started several businesses, has his hand in virtually every cookie jar that you can possibly have. <laughs> Airbnb, real estate, uh, supplement, fashion, musician. Uh, what else? What, what are we missing here? Let's go. Uh, oh, what else do I do? I don't know. Realtor? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I I do investment properties. I do Airbnb. Uh, We're starting a management company. I have several holding companies. Uh, I do hard money lending. Um, You were in a movie once. I was in a movie? Remember when you were, like, I don't know if it was a movie. When I was in a movie? Yeah. You were in jail? That wasn't a real movie. I mean, not a real movie. <laughs> no, that was a pilot. No, I no, no. It never, but in Dana's eyes, yeah, you were in a movie. Movie. You're a movie star. No, my movie star. You're a movie star. You're a movie star. You were a movie star. Movie star. Don't forget that one. No, what was a pilot? My friend Rocco. I don't even know what it was. I haven't even seen it. I, yeah, we I never was, saw uh, it. I was an aggressive gay... Uh, uh, criminal. Cr- uh, inmate. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. And we did... So it was a, it was a comedy, and, and there was a lot of parodies of like... Uh, like he would be doing, he'd be on my back and I'd be doing push-ups and be like, oh yeah, harder. Oh yeah, get it, get it. <laughs> and I'd be like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, yeah, harder. And then like, you know, so a bunch of like stuff like that. That's amazing. Um, That's so did you have, did you have the little pocket out on the, on the pants? No, I don't know, you know what, what that means? means. I don't know what that means. So in prison, um, and this is because we watch, she's a sick I fuck. She sick loves fuck. this old, all these prison oh, seasons. Like the women, dead, the most deadliest women in America. Oh yeah. I've Sign me yeah. up. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. So, so basically, in life. prison, when you sag the pants down, uh, means that basically your ass is open for business. You're ready to oh, go. Oh, wow. That's one. <laughs> and number two, uh, the pocket. I, I think that there was movies like that. So the pocket. So obviously in prison, you try and, and, and kind of link up with people to give you protection. Yes. And there was a movie that I remember. The guys were trying, these, this group, 
was trying to bang this new dude. And the code was, my pocket's here. If you want protection, all you got to do is hold it. But once you hold it, you become the guy's little bitch. Oh, wow. Oh, so wow. that's the pocket. All right. So I'm never going to hold a pocket. Never no. hold a pocket. Don't, no. um, don't, don't, don't do ever it. hold the pocket. So it was, uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Movie but that was, uh, that was Rocco from, uh, fuck, what's Rocco's last name? He was, he's in the show The Mayans. Um, cool. But yeah, he just asked me to be in it. Uh, no, wait, we had a reality TV show. Oh, we did have a reality yeah, yeah, that, show. Yeah. yeah, that got oh, yeah, canceled. Oh, we've been on HGTV. We've been on a bunch of like really weird stuff like that. Yeah, we have um, a lot of weird things. Yeah, yeah, more that's great. Yeah. I like that. I'm loving like this. Yeah, we're just uh, yeah, we're just here. We're here to rip. Yeah. Like, I just got my pilot's license. Um, Dana flies airplanes. I drift cars. She drifts. That's amazing. Uh, we had, we had a car shop. We built race cars. Yep. Just done everything. Just trying I to love do everything. That. But that's now, right? So let's rewind. So we've been hanging out with you guys. We met through the old gram, which is kind of a weird thing to think yeah. about, but a really cool tool to connect. Exactly. I think you guys are amazing people and great hosts. They've been taking really good care of us while we've been in here in Montana. But let's go back a little bit, right? From what we've been talking about over our hike, over just getting to know you guys, what we see now is not what was once, right? And I went through your bio, which really hit home, and I thought that was amazing, which is, you know, before I talk about any of my awards or accomplishments, my biggest goal is, and my biggest accomplishment is finding confidence within yourself, not just aesthetically, but physically and emotionally too. Um, and that's something that you would like to provide other people around the world with, right? Mm -hmm. That you didn't have that your whole life. Yep. So now we go into personal, right? We always touch on these three subjects, personals, business, and relationships. So who's Dana before Day Day Nux in this Day -day powerhouse Nux. that is strong, that. which I want to know where that came from, right? I love it. Uh, oh, that's a good story, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good story. So uh, I've always been a very, like, sh like, kid, I was very shy, but I just played sports my whole life. That was pretty much all I was into. Um, I was a six-sport athlete for most of my life, but yeah, just... This is just the natural, I think, path besides, like, I didn't really have anyone that, like, pushed me to, like, say, like, hey, whatever you want to do, you can actually do. I didn't have anyone. It was like I got pushed into, like, a direction because my family's all, like, teachers and it was just be safe, get a 401k and just do the mm -hmm. safe route. Um, but if I wasn't where I am today, I'd, like, my, I think back... I always wanted to play soccer like professionally. That was probably my number one sport that I, I liked. Um, went on to play college uh, soccer at Westchester University, which we met. But it, like growing up, like I didn't have anyone that, like, hey, you actually want to do that? Like you could actually do that. So I never like pursued it. It was like, okay, get into college, play soccer, go into my teacher job, which was very safe, um, mm -hmm. the safe thing to do. And I did that for a couple years. And then like Rob's the one that like, is the person like he's the dreamer like whatever you want to do like you can actually do it and you just have to work hard and get to it so to have someone in my life to like tell me like you actually can do this like yeah i think it, without you yeah Aww. i wouldn't have, oh, i wouldn't, I wouldn't be here yeah, by the way, just, just so just so she's we get sweet. some timeline right uh you guys are high school sweethearts no college. no no we met first college. year of college yeah, we met 20 years ago yeah wow 2001 yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, literally twenty years that ago. That is so yeah. cool. Before fitness. Before fitness is that we went to the same college and he played football. I played I, soccer. Yeah, I was into fitness. I was lifting. Uh, well, yeah, I guess yeah, you were into fitness. Yeah, because I graduated high school and I started lifting with these dudes and like I didn't know anything about anything, and like 
I was lifting with like four guys and they were all like on huge amount of steroids <laughs> and I had, but had no, no idea, idea. <laughs> what any of that was. And I was like, these guys are just like, they're they so were just, strong. they're like four or five times as strong as me. And like, they didn't want to change the weights on anything. So they'd be like, no nah, man, just try 315. And I was like, I don't, this feels like a lot. <laughs> yeah. But they never told me. I was just like looking back now. I was like, oh, I know why those dudes oh, were so, but at 18, no, I was training, uh, playing football and you prided yourself on not lifting. Oh yeah. I, I like sort of had, like looking back, I did not well, have you a thought six that pot. you back then too. Like, so the, the perception of girls were like, you went to the gym to lose weight, to right. be yeah. skinny. So, yeah. And she was like, I don't want to look like that. That's not my like, thing. I, I wasn't trying I to, I was running yeah. nonstop playing soccer, like yeah, playing 90 minute games. Yeah. So all I did was run. Right. Um, so even, but yeah, I didn't go to the gym, even training. Um, we, we never really went to the gym. And, like, now I think it's, like, especially this day and age, like, if I played soccer now, I feel like lifting is, like, a part of it now. And mm-hmm. before, it was not at all. So, uh, yeah, the first time I ever lifted, well, I lifted a little bit in uh, high school. Like, you got to choose which gym class, and, like, all the, like, losers went to, like, regular gym class because they didn't really do anything. And I went, all the athletes went to strength and conditioning. But I would literally sit on, like, extension machine and just be like, Anytime he was looking, I'd quick do a couple, and then he'd turn around. Because I had to, like, first block. I didn't want to sweat. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, once soccer was over, like, we, we were already dating, and he worked. He went to school, sort of, but <laughs> I don't know what he did in the mornings. But he worked at a restaurant on the, uh, like, what were you called? Like a sous chef? Sous chef? Yeah, sous chef. So he had a prep shift from what, like 12 to 2 or 11 to 2. And then there was like a two-hour block between prep shift and night shift. He would go to the gym. And then he wouldn't get home until like 11.30, sometimes 12 on like the weekend. So like literally I'd be at school, then have soccer practice, and then I'd see him at 11.30. And we'd hang out in the bathroom while you showered. (laughs) And then we'd go to bed. So once soccer was over, I had... All, like time during the middle of the day and he was like well if you want to see me I'll be at the gym so I was like all right we'll go to the gym what are we doing so we benched and like I just followed everything he did and he was training with like a bodybuilder so it was more of like the bodybuilder split where you're doing chest one day back one day legs one mm-hmm. day so that's where I sort of I guess you were my trainer yeah. Exactly. Taught me everything I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, from like looking at patterns, I'm a, I love to get a shovel out and just go really deep. You know, I'm really good at that. Not good at surface level conversations, but I think that anyone that pursues fitness as a career and does it on the caliber and the level that you guys are, there's got to be more behind that than just trying to build a business and make money, right? Mm-hmm. If we all did that, then I don't think we'd be successful. But the sense of belonging is something that I keep seeing that's a common theme behind fitness professionals that can create like an online community. Like you're saying, you know, I never really felt confident. I didn't have someone in my corner telling me you can do all these things. I never really had someone believe in me, right? Now you're this figure that is showing people hope, right? Both of you. And you're able to tell these people, no, you can do this. You do dream this. Do you think about that on a daily basis? It's like, the reason why I do what I do is because there has to be certain patterns that have happened in my life that either it was missing or I wish that someone had done that for me. Uh, for me, the reason I do everything I'm doing and 
is to show that there is hope for people because like in the fitness world people like me didn't exist and i i hate to say like uh, but they like created a division for me and that's like that's, that's why i was the first pl- like first winner but i i competed in figure for so long and year after year and every show like judges would sit there and tell you like they would mark me down for being too big too hard uh you need to get boobs and I just always did it my own way. So I, like, I would take that advice and be like, okay, I'm not, I like the way I train. So their suggestions were like, stop lifting so heavy, like do more cardio, go get implants. And I just did the opposite and I kept doing it. And there was other girls like me that obviously were similar to me. So uh, to me, I'm like just showing people like, one, you can do this naturally you can do this without boobs you don't have to look like everybody else like i got marked down for having short hair because it's crazy like all the things they told me to do i would do the opposite and i think that is why i'm here today and like why people look up to me um and it's really cool it's just you don't i I never wanted to look like anybody else so i guess kept doing my own thing and it, it worked out that's amazing and I've been doing a lot of creeping on you. You're a fascinating individual, man. Yeah. Uh, going back to your, I think it's in your bio. Am I a fascinating individual? I'm sorry, a sick fuck. Yeah, I like to say that word. Sick fuck. Sick fuck. Yesterday I, like I was like, maybe I should explain that. I looked at us. No, I get that. Yeah. I've heard yeah, sick, sick cunt fuck. too. Oh, yeah, you're a sick oh. cunt. You're a sick cunt legend. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you're a sick I think that's good. I'll take that. I like it. Very. That's tough. Yeah. But back when you were younger, you used to do some seamstressing. Is that the word? Yeah, so. Yeah, I think at a very young age, like I think looking back, and I don't know why I didn't make this connection earlier, but I think creating um, was like huge for me. So <clears throat> I guess where it all started was like, I we always lived out in the woods and my mom and dad always worked a lot. So I, I couldn't get to friends' houses. So I had to like rely on myself a lot of times. So I'd play in the woods and, you know, we didn't have any money. Um, so like if I wanted anything, I'd like build a fort or I'd have to build a tree house and just, I always, always like building things and creating. And then, uh, once we moved to where there was like snow, it was like, okay, well in the winter I can't be outside by myself. And my mom taught me how to cross stitch and I was always drawn, but like I cross stitched and I remember I cross stitched uh, a boat, which I have framed we have upstairs. At our house. <laughs> and then, uh, wait, wait, wait. what do you mean? So cross stitching is, it's, it's essentially just drawing with thread. Okay. Like, uh, it's for very old women. <laughs> I love you know? that. So like, so like, so yeah, now it's, now it's lazy as fuck. Now, like you just buy a live, laugh, love sign. But, like, <laughs> but back in the day, what it used to be is it, it's, it's uh, essentially fabric where you bring needles through and you make different colors and it'll say like, welcome to our home. Got it. Okay. You know, those exactly. little things. Okay. So my mom taught me how to do that. So I started cross stitching and I remember I drew, uh, I did like a boat and then I got obsessed with the Ninja Turtles, right? Okay. <laughs> so I would like cross stitch Donatello yes. or like Michelangelo and, and like to me it was just like cool that I could yeah. express myself and I think that's something that uh really changed like my entire life realizing that like you can always just sort of like make something work with mm-hmm. whatever you have you know um so I think that's where I sort of got the anything's possible because if I'm able to like sit here and create this photo or this cross stitch like yeah then of course it's possible for her to be Miss Olympia right. you know um, and then also with the Ninja Turtles watching, um, I forget what, which one it was, but, uh, what was it? Shredder? Master? Was it? it Master wasn't, Shredder? Mon- Splinter. 
No, Matt, not no, the bad guy, Shredder. Shredder oh, was the bad guy. Shredder, yeah. Yeah, Shredder okay, so, Island. So Shredder, so Shredder Island changed my life because what? Because <laughs> what Shredder Island was was Shredder made um, an environment for all the bad kids to go to, so then he could recruit them into the gangs to then fight and take over the city, right, as uh-huh. criminals. And the warehouse, it was like an abandoned warehouse, but they had inventory of something. I need to go back and like revisit it. <laughs> and they had inventory, but they also had they had like like half pipes and like neon lights, and they had like they arcade games, cigarettes. and they were like smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and like the whole thing was like so cool. This is so cool. This like abandoned warehouse. So at the age of like six, I was like. I want to live in an abandoned warehouse when I grow up. And smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. with my friends. What? <laughs> have a bed in the corner. Yeah. 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 It's all over, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was always sort of back there, and I was always interested in things. And, and just, um, I guess I was, like, encouraged as a kid, uh, and I, I, I never fit in anywhere. And I think I secretly, I mean, obviously, I have a mohawk at the age 38, so I wanted attention growing up. So I would try to do everything that would sort of get attention or get approval from my parents. So... Um, I, I, I would, I would sew because I knew how to do that. I knew that like people would respond well to that. They'd be like, Oh my God, you're like, you're a star football player and you're also sewing your tux for prom. So then I was like winning fashion shows and I was able to express myself creatively, uh, creatively. Um, I was playing football. I was pretty decent at that. I was playing basketball. I was running track. Um, so I was like just really, really well-rounded. And I also, uh, I was straight edge too. So like a lot of the things that people were doing were was like drinking or doing drugs or any of that stuff. I wasn't doing that. So I had to like figure out all these different ways of confidence. Um, I don't know. It just like really like molded me into a, an, an interesting human being. Um, I think I just ran with so many different people and I started to cook. So I was like working with like really like older, uh, like private chefs and stuff like that. And I realized that. And then I just, it was a, a pretty cool like mixture. Yeah. I never really fell into one certain thing. So I got like this really interesting variety. Um, and then you yeah, went to college and met Dana and then eventually accomplished my, uh, my goal of living in an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> Which is very true. Just like, yeah, in uh, Redding, Pennsylvania. Just like Shredder. Yeah. I, I read about this. So this wasn't actually that long ago. Where did you read all this? I don't. This, this is a, oh, from? There's a lot of stuff on the old oh, Google. Wow. Oh, no. On the old so Google good. machine. By the way, Google is a fascinating thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a wow. horrible subject, but someone brought up to, they're like, did you ever Google yourself? I'm like, no. Oh, no. I did it. Was it awesome or horrible? It's, it's interesting. Well, first of all, my net worth is like millions. It's great. Which is, wow. Yeah, yeah I'm killing it. Yeah. We have two kids. Um, oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my wow. feet are like size 12 and a half. Like, wow. it's, it's amazing. It it's really is. Weird. I think she's from like, I don't even know. It's like places in South Africa. It's like very factual, you know, it's yeah. a bit spot on. And I'm like from Nicaragua. That's right. That's right. Oh, That's wow. Right. They just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's really great. great. Sometimes I'm single. Sometimes I'm married. Sometimes yeah. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Sometimes oh, we're married wow. with two kids. It's it doesn't great. matter. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, Dana's Wikipedia page, I think says she's like 42. Yeah. It was, it was always <laughs> off by like three or four Fuck years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's not Fuck this. Do you no. edit Wikipedia? I'm I yeah, think so. I never does. Yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, and I'll leave the I'm 38, sauce. guys. Not actually 42. Yeah, net worth, actually, is, net worth is an interesting one. Damn, it is good. interesting. It is. I looked up my net worth. Uh, I, it used to make me mad because for me, like, uh, you know, I was like proud. And I was like, it was way under. So whatever it said, I was like, 
how do I how do I update how do I tell these people I'm worth way more way more than that yeah updated by Rob Bailey yeah 2021 yeah um, so. so we did read that not that long ago, you guys were like sleeping in a warehouse on yep. a mattress. Yeah. What was that? Five, six years ago? I mean, yeah. I prepped oh, Olympia out of wow. like living in a warehouse. We actually, he put in a brand new kitchen because like there wasn't much there. And since we were living there, we're like, well, let's redo the kitchen. Yeah. We started <laughs> out uh, in the garage and she was still teaching. And then we moved into like a horrible warehouse. Really like. like so it was a, um. <clears throat> It was a, a very, mechanics. It, it's exactly what Shredder Island was. <laughs> so it, was it was an abandoned. It was from the nine, It was from I think like either the late 1800s or very early single digit 1900s, and it was um, where they pulled locomotives. I know maybe in. it was a little later than that. So that was the one the building was built, and then they ended up running tracks in there and using it um, to service like trains yeah wow. but not in a very long time so it, it was just weird that sounds really um, freaking cool yeah. no it was looking back yeah. now it would be definitely something that you would buy and then turn into like really upscale condos yeah we did not do that there <laughs> no. was black mold everywhere there was it like was, weeds growing in the like bathroom and but, in the windows but yeah we were doing burnouts inside yeah. with cars yeah That's i was i was smoking black and mild <laughs> as i was working was so like, if anyone sure. got like shirts from a long time ago yeah. probably smelled like smoke and yeah. like burnt tires yeah i'd say the first two years <laughs> i guarantee we didn't care and about anything how long anything. ago that how, how that was that? uh 2010 yeah choice because the financial situation was a little tough or no no and that's another reason that we worked out so well like you know because we've been married what 14 years i think yeah something like I that, that you um, don't know 14 ish years 13 ish. 14 but like been together 20 years and together 14 i had like a little bit of rocky roads here and there and whatever but one of the things is <clears throat> i'm extremely passionate i think is the 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 positive way to put it um i'm also like I guess, very emotional, very angry, very like, I get really hyper-focused on things. And I told her, I was like, I want to make this work. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to go fucking hard. So when I was working in the garage, I mean, I was, I wouldn't come inside to pee. I would pee in bottles and like, just keep working and just smoking the whole time and like whatever I could to keep myself awake. And, uh, I started live streaming myself and I was like priding myself that I'd be on live stream for 20 hours a day. Wow. So I'd be gone for four hours to sleep and to like whatever. And then if any of the other time you would sign on, to, I w I'm there. I'd look up and respond to comments. I'm just wow, playing different man. music. And printing. You mean. And printing. Yeah. And like completely was just like, I don't even know if we had the conversation, but I was like, hey, I'm going to go do this thing and make this work. I don't know how long it's going to take, but like our relationship can wait. Yeah. And she was just like, okay. okay. And at the same point in time, I was like, I'm going to support your fitness career well, however I had like I can. different, like uh, I also wasn't, like yeah, and she was doing the same thing. Turning the candle in a yep. different direction. I was still teaching. You were dieting, training. So, so I was on teaching what? Because I saw that come up. Yeah. Health, you were a teacher. I was a health and phys ed teacher for middle school. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it was that. fun. Um, First job? Yeah, that was right out of school. Nice. So, like, I, cool. I went for kinesiology, but then did the teacher route because I sort of influenced mm -hmm. family-wise and 401k. And I also knew, like, I wanted to be a trainer at some point. And uh, I knew that you just take like basically an online course over the weekend. So there was mm. no point. So went that route. But this was also like starting competing. So I was waking up at like 4.30 in the morning, going, doing cardio, coming back home, quick shower, go to work. Um, we were at some point when we started Flagner Fail, I was kind of trying to get out of teaching. So like all my prep shifts, 
I was like writing diet plans. Like I was doing online training, like on my, in my not so spare time. So doing that (laughs) and teaching, and then I come home, I would help him like pack some orders. Then we'd go train at some point. Come home, well, we prep had to, all my food. We had to train at the gym because our oh yeah our hot our, water heater went out and we were like super. We broke. were broke, like so no like, money. You know, it's like six hundred bucks. And, I was and like, this is what twenty eleven. Yeah. No, this is twenty uh, 2009-2010 as yeah. the brand's Whoa. getting started. So yeah. you were writing writing online programs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, That's just making. Cool. We didn't have much money, so it was like at first it was just to make a little extra money. And then as I was teaching, it was getting like weird. Once we started, Flagner Fail was doing better. And so like it was we started YouTube. like the inception of YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So like I knew the big thing about Dana is I, I knew she was special. Like there's something about her. She's super yeah. dope. Everybody sees it's it. It's an it factor. You can't yeah. explain it, right? Yeah. You can't explain and like it. <laughs> people needed to see that. So I'm accomplishing my goals, but then I also said, like, I'll do whatever to make you whatever you want to be. So her wanting to be that, it was like, okay, cool. We need to capture her on on video and get her on the internet as prevalent as possible on bodybuilding.com. Uh, anybody in the year 2008 or 2009 that talked to Dana Lane Bailey on bodybuilding.com forums, that was actually me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was at work. And as I was doing customer service emails, like bodybuilding.com had like a thread that was like, as you updated. So I would just every three minutes repaste her most recent YouTube video in there. Just like, wow. dude, just all day, just ripping. And then also, you know, so whatever I could do to support her. So I knew that people need to see her. They need to see her dancing uh, and like <laughs> doing her little fun things in the yeah. very beginning. And then also like, if there was a show anywhere in the tri-state, if it we was under go. four or five hours, yeah. I would drive her there and just get her in front of people. Because yeah. I think it's one of the big things in fitness is a lot of the people don't hold up in real life. You know, it's right, like right. They, they post their photos and they're shredded and it's great. And you see them in real life and it's like, um, oh, you're an off season yeah. or whatever the fuck. And that was something that was so special about her. was like it wasn't for being famous. It was like, right. no, this is my lifestyle. This is what I right. look like. So my job was to get her in front of as many people as possible. Um and that was like the coolest thing for whatever, six or seven years or 10 years or however long we did it was we, we had this like unsaid verbal agreement that like, we're both going to fuck up the relationship thing a lot. Yeah. But we were aware of that. So like, even like that first warehouse, like I would move into the warehouse, the Wommelsdorf warehouse. Like I slept there, what, four days a week. And then when we moved to the big warehouse, it was finally like, Hey, listen, you need to move in this warehouse with me. Yeah. So I think we did two years where like I was sort of there by myself. Um, I would come and Playing say, video like, games, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Shredder's Island. With Shredder in the corner. No, yeah. When you moved to Woolmostorf, I would come and it was like, I'm at home by myself, but we had animals. So like occasionally I would come and like surprise me. Like, I'm going to sleep here tonight. But, yeah. Like, so we'd have like a weird yeah. sleepover. <laughs> we'd yeah. have a sleepover at the warehouse. So cool. And then when we went to the big warehouse, then we both moved in. <laughs> yeah. I bet that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was great. It, just, was, uh, it just yeah, was we, a weird relationship because... Yeah, there was a lot of leeway. And there still is a lot of leeway. But that's like the biggest thing that like we just never fought about anything. or like Which is fascinating. Because yeah. we've been in business. We've been together since I was 19. And uh, also 11 before years. fitness, right? Yeah, before fitness. You know each other as human beings. And I think that's something that helps you stay grounded, right? Like you have someone in your corner yeah. that's known you before all this shit. So yeah. get off your fucking high horse yeah. and check yourself. Which I think is so important to stay human. 
Um, but I will say that's admirable because I know the struggle of working with your significant other. Mm. We never had that unspoken agreement and I don't think there ever was the discussion. I don't know if it was with you guys, like this is where we're going. There was never a plan of what the goal was. We were just fucking going. Yeah. So if it meant traveling exactly. yeah. 20 days out of the month and seeing you for yeah. maybe 10 hours here, four hours here, yeah. we never had that conversation. So we've had multiple times where we're like, Riding great, and then we're like, "Fuck, man, what are we doing?" Or do you, do you love me anymore? What about me? What so the you, fuck? Yeah, you forget mm. that the person in your corner is—that's the teammate that you need to make sure yeah. is good. But now we've figured out ways to like check in with each other. Are we still on the same page? Mm-hmm. What's your dream life look like? What's my dream life look like? Have you guys had situations where it's like, "Well, what the fuck, man?" And if you and did, how do you get we, over that and come? Like, we kind of realized that like three years ago, I guess. Like, kind of like since we like moved here, we're like. That's actually like pay attention because like for the last 10 years of our relationship, we didn't have a relationship, right. like even traveling, like yeah. going, we, we've been all over the world. Like we'd stay in hotels, but like Austin would be in the hotel. Right, <laughs> like right. we had like team, like we never had alone time. We never really had vacations. Like, so like and you're just, always on, right? We're always on. on. And yeah. like, so even when you go to expos, even like if we had I just want to get like, we're just so tired. We just like go to sleep yeah. and you don't, yeah. you don't think about like, Hey, let's, let's go out to dinner or something. Right. Like we right. just, yeah. it was just on the go nonstop. And yeah. I think we realized that since we moved here, kind of it's a slower paced here anyway. And now we're trying to like take time to ourselves and actually talk. And like yeah. when things aren't, if I'm not all right, like I have to sit down and like, we actually talk about yeah. it. But normally if I wasn't all right, I'd, I just figure it out and like we just keep like same with him like if he's not all right we just dealt with it ourselves and just kept going because like we had a goal we had one mission and it's just Mm -hmm. get move 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 and the same thing there was no no time to like let's sit down and talk about our feelings but it's it's important now it is it is if you want longevity right exactly like what are we working for if there's not a team here and we're trying to build our future what future if you don't if you don't have a a strong what's foundation. The yeah. yeah. What's the point of achieving all yeah. those things, doing all those things, going to all these places if we're not okay? So this one thing that our trip right now, uh, we're trying to, you know, tour around and travel in a, our trailer. Uh, the job is to buy a fireplace and a steam room for the trailer. Hey, <laughs> yeah. like that. And a basement. But, <laughs> and a basement. And a basement. Uh, but um, it was this. It's the ability to, it's almost like a self-discovery trip, right? Um, to understand what I really want to get out of it, what she really wants to get out of it, and how we can make this work together. Because like you said, for the past years, it's been so fast. So any interaction that's poor resolved or any fight or any disagreement is, you give it two days, you cool off, and then you come back and say, I love you, baby. Yeah, I love you too. Let's just forget about this. But after you forget, and you forget, and you forget, all you're really doing is sweeping. Sweeping. And, uh, you know, there's cracks that you got to look back and say fuck man we got to repair that and uh it's learning how to do this for me is ability to communicate and say here here's where i'm at this is how i'm feeling which i'm not really good at trying to improve but uh it's tough making it work as a couple is tough because there's different paces um there is personalities there is a lot yeah. too many eyes on you it's, yeah. it's, it's tough but i will mm-hmm. say a couple of things that i think are amazing and i don't even know if you guys know this about yourselves but the first time we met in the parking lot, walking into the rodeo, which by the way, 
Mutton oh, yeah. busting. It's mutton busting. Oh, yeah. So amazing. fun. We were having the real Montana experience. Oh, yes, yeah. All we of did. It. We did. But you were telling us, like, how'd you guys get here? Why'd you move here? I want you to tell everyone the story about the card and every year for the gifts oh, we give yeah. each other. That's such a cool story. So, Rob's parents, before, like, I guess, before he was born, um, their last trip here, uh, they took a railroad because your dad worked on the railroad, took the train all the way out here, got off the tracks. And literally walked into, because we showed you where they walked to, literally had no money, no food, and just walked into Glacier National Park and then just backpacked across all over the place, which oh, was sick. really cool. That. Like, That's cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they just were two broke kids, essentially. And uh, my dad worked for Amtrak, so he rode the train for free. Mike took my mom out. And so growing up, that was our last trip. We, yeah. we never went on trips growing up. We never did anything. We never went out to eat anything. So like growing up, I saw these photos and that was like the photos. Yeah. My dad in his flannel shirt in this park that looked amazing. And uh, yeah, I was yeah, like- Yeah, on top you know of what? a mountain. I remember the picture of your dad. So I guess- epic. Yeah. <laughs> epic. Subconsciously in my head, I was like, all right, well, when I get a wife, this is where I'm going to take her. But I didn't, you know, it's expensive, man. Yeah. yeah. So like when we first, I think one of our first- uh, Christmas. Christmases, I gave her a manila envelope full of black and white printouts of like, one day I'm going to take you hiking here. Yeah. It had like printouts of like Glacier National Park, like where we'd be going, like just all the different things. So then finally, like the next year, like we still didn't have money, but like we bought each other's sleeping bags. Year (laughs) year one, uh, her friends were like, wait, he got what did your boyfriend get you? Cause like, (laughs) no, you were a husband. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Cause her, her, her best friend was, uh, at the time dating a bookie. Okay. And he just was loaded. Yeah. And like for us being like 23, 23, just like getting started and then him being 45 and just like, oh yeah, a thousand bucks. Here you go. Bam. So like she's getting really nice presents. And then I'm like, here's paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it's just, an, a just an IOU. Essentially just, an IOU. Yeah, an IOU. Aww. And then year two. Year two, uh, we like bought sleeping bags. Sleeping year three, bags. we bought like a tent. Yep. And by like four, year four or five, we finally... We could do it. We, we yep. did it. Flagner Fail was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so we took the trip, uh, came out to like Columbia Falls. We brought his brother and his uh, wife now, uh, Jen. And we stayed in this cabin in Columbia Falls, which I don't know if you guys... Well, we went to Night Owl. Yes. So the Night Owl, we ate breakfast, lunch, dinner there. We loved it. We're like, oh my God, we could live here. And like, so our birthdays and our anniversary all fall within the same week. So every year for like the next six years after that, we would come here for our anniversary birthday trip. And like Jen and Drew came with us the first couple years. And then we started coming by ourselves. And then we started coming like, oh, let's see what winter's like. And then let's see what else. Like, so we started coming more. Then we bought, we were like, let's, we want to retire here. So came here, bought a house in thinking like, okay, now we can come out here for like a month and not have to worry about finding a place to stay and we can cook and we can still work. And we bought the house, went back for a month and I forget what, what made the decision. I think Drew, didn't Drew make the decision? I made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I commend you. Uh, I make like really aggressive decisions all the time. Um, and she has no idea that I make them or whatever, but she just always backs me. She's on board. Yeah. yeah. I'm on cool. board. I mean, so like, yeah. like I bought an airplane hanger the other day 
and uh, for a lot of money. A lot. And I was money. like, yeah, I bought an airplane hanger. She's like, oh, that's so cool. No, like, like what? Just not like, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, it, it, she just, the cool thing about her is she backs me 98% of the time. But when she speaks up that 2%, I just completely stop. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's cool to always have somebody in my corner. That's Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, he decided like literally a month after we like bought the house, we're like, well, retire here. We're like, that's the stupidest decision ever. Like why wait till we're like 50 years old to come to the most magnificent, horrible place. Don't move here. It's Don't horrible, hor- it's horrible, horrible cold really horrible. place ever. But so yeah, we packed up, moved uh, ourselves, uh, his brother, his wife, your parents, and then... Austin and Steph. Yeah, we we offered pl- like jobs for anyone that worked for us. Like, hey, if you want to move with us, like you have jobs. Um, but we had two people that came, and then Rob found jobs for pretty much everybody else, and like set we up started companies. Yeah, started them. companies yeah. for. So we like everyone. Like we felt bad that we were like leaving, but we had, he, Drew and him like took yeah we months. Rips, dude we. Like, like if someone was a warehouse manager, we found them a better warehouse manager. Yeah, job. we they like placed oh, them cool. in jobs or created. There was a lot of people. They're like, no, nah, it's fine. I like being unemployed. Yeah, which like, was really weird. I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're not coming with us. Thank you very much. See you later. Have fun. Yeah. Good luck with that. But best decision of our life, I think. Yeah. And that's really cool because we're having a conversation in the car whenever heading to that epic hike that we did oh, yeah yeah. So uh, yeah yeah and i remember rob saying something I'm like dude what's with the airplane like what or was that uh breakfast i think and what you said is exactly what you said now was uh we started you know creating a future or basically creating the foundation for the future that we want to live and everyone has this idea of man i'm setting everything up now so when i'm 40 50 whatever yeah. i can rock and roll um and that's this inversion of life that it's fucked because you're young, you have all the health, all the energy, mm-hmm. but we're broke. Yeah. When you get older, you have all the money, you can do everything, but you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're just older. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do all so, the things. Yeah. So what Rob says was like, man, why wait? And for me, the ultimate like level of freedom is to fly. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's well that's fucking really put, cool. man. But like, that conversation also was stemmed on, and I don't know how much you guys want to go into this, it's like, you watch someone that was very young pass mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Which is like, that happens to us and it was a game changer in our yeah. life. Like, it's a knock. Fuck, man, we got to live before we die, right? Mm-hmm. And now that's what our motto is for everything that we do. Like, we like that. started that conversation of stay woke, right? Why, why are we awake and majority of people are asleep? And they don't wake up until they're on their deathbed. That's mm-hmm. how the conversation came up. Realizing like, all the things you yeah, should have I should have done this or I wish I did that. Do you think that you had this ambition before this person passed away or or you always wanted to but wasn't sure and that was like the push off the edge for you like fuck it you got one life you could die tomorrow let's go live uh when i I think we've been living right Mm -hmm. and i think that um that just that the big thing that made me realize is like i'm the age i am today and then tomorrow when i look back on today i'm one day older yeah and it's like that that's sort of stressful right so like I'm never going to be 38 and a half ever again. Yeah. Like next time I turn around, I'm going to be 39 being like, oh, remember when I was 38 and a half and I could have done this? Um, it's not like we weren't living life to the maximum. I think we just had a lot more emphasis on like when we are older, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that 
also too, like that emphasis back then put us in a position where like, yeah, we could retire right now, Mm -hmm. realistically, we wanted to, I guess. I mean, and live, not the greatest, but we could, we would do okay, you know? But we'd live great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever great means. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. That stems into something that I'm interested in. What's the goal? You guys are extremely successful. This, you're obsessed, yeah. right? I love that word. People yeah. will think that's a negative thing. I think that's the most fascinating word. You, you guys are both absolutely obsessed with what you do. There's very rare, there's very few people in the world that feel so passionately about what they do. But you guys have made it, quote unquote, mm. right? You guys have killed it. You guys have done so much in such a short amount of time. What's the end goal? Or is this just your, this is your process of wanting to live life? Just keep pushing the envelope, see what else you can do. Yeah, I don't, it's weird because everything, like, I still feel like I haven't done anything. Which is amazing. Which is why you guys are so successful. And that's why. And it's, like, stressful for me because, like, right now, it's like, yeah, I've I've done great things. Like, I was number one in the world. And it's like, now I'm so stressed out because, like, where do I go from there? Do I become number one in the world for something else? But, like, it's hard. Like, I'm getting older. Like, things are happening. Like, health things. And. But I like right now I'm just concentrating on like my business, um, which I never like ever since I was competing, I I didn't have a focus. It was just my only focus was competing. So now it's like focusing on like other actually benefiting other people Mm -hmm. with uh, like DLB Daily and like being able to concentrate on like Flagner Fail stuff. Like I was never really involved very much because my whole day was consumed by like well, eating and training and recovering and like once in a while working on stuff. But yeah, it's weird because like I still feel like I haven't done anything or maybe I'm just in that period where like I'm just confused because like after that, after that chapter's over, like I'm confused what the next chapter is. So we're just sort of just keep going at the, (laughs) at the pace we're at and hopefully I I figure something out. (laughs) I think it's one of those things like, I, not in any way a comparison, but maybe a similar feeling, right? It's an identity crisis. Yeah. Like I had that when I got rid of my red hair. It's like eight years of having red hair. This is what made my career. Yeah. This is why I was able to achieve. And it's like, no, it fucking wasn't. It was because of me. Yeah. And that's the same thing for you, right? It's like, yeah, you are DLB. You are Dana Lynn. You're this number one, but move all of that. It doesn't matter about the physique or what weight you can lift. You're as successful as you are because of the person that you are. You know what I mean? Which is a hard place to acknowledge or understand when your success has always been tied to something else. Yeah. And when that one thing has been removed from you or without choice as well, it's like, fuck, who am I? Where am I going? Yeah. So I realized that whole part after I I took second at the Olympics, which is still amazing. But I thought my whole world was going to fall apart. Like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not first place. And like, I, I got second. Like, everyone's just going to go away. I'm going to lose followers. Like, people aren't going to care about me. They're going to care about who's there. And I went back to my line, and no one cared. Like, I mean, they cared. Like, they they enjoy watching me. Um, so I'm struggling with, because I, like, I know everyone else is fine. They just want me to put out content, be myself. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always going to be there. It's more like a struggle with myself, because, mm-hmm. like, I'm a competitor. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's what I've been doing since I've been five years old. Yeah. So I, you take com- competing out of the equation, which that's where why I got into powerlifting for a little bit because I wanted to just I want to train for something. And right now I'm not training for anything. So there's like a void in my life that I'm missing, and I can't figure out how to fix that void unless I'm like, 
oh, do I just go back to doing the same? Like, I don't want to go back to doing the same thing because it's comfortable, but (laughs) I need something. So Mm -hmm. it's more about like figuring out internally, like how to fix that. Or redefining what winning means. Yeah. Like I'm can't compete and that was a hard thing to accept like I'm just not the strongest athlete I'm just not the fastest athlete my mind wants me to be I'll destroy my body to try and be yeah you're just not that person you know own that and now I'm like man now I want to turn winning into something else like doing Iceland I fucking never cycled before never ran before it's like let me put the biggest goal out in front of me I don't need to keep doing it forever I just want to check it off and now that's a win right I didn't need to become I didn't need to do it the fastest I didn't need to do it in the shortest uh, like duration of time in the day, I just wanted to finish. And like doing to me now is like redefining strength, redefining what number one means is so important. But yeah. I had he bought me a freaking ticket for my thirtieth birthday to go sleep in the woods alone for three days in Big Bear. And like this is oh, now wow. a challenge. I'm with twenty something degrees alone. Like who are you when you're alone? I always yeah. have a support system around. So now it's like trying to find challenging things that don't involve such a physical demand. Or number one is it through a lot of therapy, a lot of reading and shit. It's like all these tools now that have come in my way. I think that you're going to get there, and barrel racing is going to be it. Well, that's oh, yeah. So I am learning that. So I do have that slightly in my sights. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. And you guys are doing it together, which yeah. is that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, we have goats, and we've always sort of had like a little mini farm. We had chickens and ducks and turkeys. Uh, we didn't bring other, any of our feathered friends with us, so we, we brought uh, the goats. So sort of always been in the back of our head, like kind of really want a real farm with like cows and horses. And so, I mean, what better place to start learning how to horseback ride is Montana. So mm-hmm. started taking lessons. We, we never like felt like we had time, but now we're realizing like, no, like, make time for yourself like we've been working so hard for so long like if we keep just burning the candle like yeah life's just gonna keep passing us by so i want to take opportunities like this to just learn something new and the girl is a barrel racer and barrel racing's really cool yeah (laughs) that's one of the conversations we've had a lot and we keep landing on it about dana redefining winning yeah and um because i've had to do the same thing myself right so i've I've leveled up from like my original friend group to like my new friend group and like my new friend group, they're all like ridiculously successful CEOs that are on private planes that are doing all these things. So I look at them as I think, wait, I think, I, I think way too much, mm-hmm. which I mean, you, you can agree that like, Oh, Rob just can't stop thinking and it sucks, mm-hmm. but whatever. But I've had to redefine, okay, what's winning for Rob? Cause mm-hmm. like, um, I don't want to use anyone specific of my friends, but I'm in competition with all my friends, whether they know it or not. And a lot of times I'm like, Ooh, I can't beat them financially because a lot of times I care about details or the creative process so much that just really slows everything down. So we can't move to like mass production where the Mm -hmm. real money's made. So I'm not going to be a billionaire. I know it. It's like, okay, cool. How do I beat them? It's like, Oh, I can beat them by, by being a fucking variety pack. Yeah. I can fly. I can land like skydiving's in my head now, which I haven't told you. But like just everything. Be like, I'm gonna be that dude that does everything. And that's how I'll beat them. You know? I love that. And also too, I'll experience life. And Dana has the same thing. I'm really driven to just do it myself. Like I'll figure it out, I'll do it, and just fucking go. Like if I want a plane, I'm gonna buy a plane, I'm gonna figure out how to get everything done. Um, Dana has the same thing, because like she loves the drift. She wants I know she wants the desert race and like the mint. 
Um, <clears throat> she wants to ride horses. She wants to race horses. She wants to do all these things. But the problem is, it's almost like <clears throat> a lot of those things you need to uh, approach with a creative mindset or a business mindset to be like, okay, cool. If I'm racing, how do I justify that to then, you know, get the right kind of content or what's the mm-hmm. full package right. behind that? And Dana doesn't really have that. You know, she, her superpower is being able to like singularly focus on something like bodybuilding and then just be the fucking the best, best at it. it. Yeah. So without someone aiming her specifically at, say, barrel racing, she's going to sort of do it this casual thing. So I'm letting her figure it out right now. Um, but what, what she does need is she needs someone to really say like, I keep hearing the word permission slip, but give her permission slip to like run at something full yeah. speed. And she will. Yeah. I'm just sort of like letting her sort through all these things right now um, until I see the thing that like, oh no, that's her thing. And then it's permission slip. And then at that point in time, it's I step up and I say, whatever I need to do to make that real for you, uh, I'll do. You know, okay, so if like, so if you need a farm, if you need like whatever, I'll make everything make sense so you can focus. But we're ch- she's just not there yet. Well, I just feel like a lot of times, like, I feel guilty, like I should be here at work because everyone's here at work and like, I should be here at work and like, I don't even have employees. It's just me. (laughs) I just feel like I have to be here. And it's, it's like a a guilty thing. Like right now we're just doing it like once or twice a week, the horseback, like I do feel like, God, like, I hope no one's looking at us and being like, fuck them. Like, why aren't like, they're just off having fun, but (laughs) Yeah, like there's a guilt. Everyone that's watching. All the things that I want to do and I like to do, they they're more like like the gym. It's it's just like a hobby. And somehow I made my hobby into something big and it's like, is horseback right? Like is barrel racing just a hobby? Like Like, or that that guilt that you're feeling? Yeah, it's just guilt. And like you need to know, like as soon as I see the right thing for you, like I'll remove all that guilt. guilt. Like it's not hard to remove. Yeah. And it's also like a it's it sounds really harsh, but it's like, it's, uh, we say this all the time. It's like a you problem. No one else is thinking that you're just thinking. And it's like your truth is how you see the world that looks at you. So it like has to start here. Like, why do you feel like this is like a therapy session now? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Where's that coming from? I, I feel guilty. just went through freaking <laughs> the craziest, weirdest, like experience turning 30. Right. I got a therapist and I'm an obsessive. <clears throat> I don't sleep. I'm really aggressive, angry mm-hmm. fucking human being finally found a space to channel it into it's like where are these traits coming from why am i like this why do i have to keep proving myself like where are we going through therapy and like just talking and like peeling back layers like shit's happened in the past that i haven't allowed myself to like go to or lean into that is a hundred percent the way the reason why i am the way i am yeah and when you can understand it it makes you accept it a little bit more and then you can try and heal it like it sounds fucked up but that doesn't need to mean like some crazy trauma in your life it just could be a dynamic right like your family wanted you to go down this one route you went this other route that's a big change but going that other route now you have to commit to it now it's being taken away from you so well fuck i made this decision to go there now i can't do it i I can't do anything else because that was the decision i tried to make it's like it's so complicated but it's so beautiful and so uncomfortable at the same time to go through this weird weird stage that you're in right now i'm still in it still weird right but it's fucking fascinating when you have like a breakthrough it's super emotional it's like oh my gosh it i'm not the problem there's a reason why i'm like this and it's okay but let's like figure out how to break the pattern you know i can 
I can tell you the guilt problem right now. I'm so curious. If you don't, I mean, it's blatantly obvious. And that's something like I've been doing like a little bit of self-discovery. Like I've known my whole life. Right. So my dad, uh, shout out to my dad. Um, but like alcoholic Mm -hmm. fucking forever, you know, had all his issues. And like, I tried to run from that, which is why I was straight edge for the longest time. And I tried to like avoid all those things. But like my dad has these like really obvious patterns that I've inherited. So I get to watch him sort of inflict misery on my mother. Um, they're still together somehow, but I, but yeah. I, I get to like <laughs> I get to watch him do shit and then be like, ooh, I don't want to do that, but sometimes it seeps through. So like your guilt thing, that's me. Like it's the same thing my dad does. He wants to make it seem like he's so busy and like make everyone else around him feel bad that they're not awake when he's awake and all that. And that's like still in me. So a lot of times, like if if I'm any kind of mad at her, I'll just like put it on her and be like, well, I don't know. Where the fuck were you all morning? Oh, you were at the house with the animals taking your fucking time getting here. And I was to pull myself back and be like, oh, no, 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 no. She's literally something that I'll never be, which is like the best in the world at something. Mm-hmm. That, nobody gets that fucking time, no. right? Mm-hmm. That's like, it's very rare. No. And she's literally, she, you know, was held the title, whatever. And it's like, oh, I need to shut the fuck up. Like, when you're the best in the world at something, it doesn't matter what time you get to work. Like, no. you know? So, but I use that sometimes because, like, of my insecurities and, like, and me being frustrated and me just having someone to take out my frustration on. So that's where the guilt comes from. Like, you don't even need to show up. You don't even need to show up here. Yeah. That's just me being an asshole. And I try to fix that, but I, you know, I and forget. Then I, and I it, feel like I do that a lot as well. You know, or you will, I always like put expectations for myself. So just assume that my partner's going to yeah. be at that same level. And it's not. And yep. I've recognized that over the years, the way that I communicate to him is only making him shut down. So he won't perform. And now over time, it's like just, give him fucking space man and now he'll find something that he is so obsessed with too that is a compliment towards what we're doing and then we both succeed but at the beginning it's a hard place to be especially when you're a couple you start together i thought we were going to be equals i thought what i was doing you were going to be doing you know like this expectations and you have to stop and go we're two totally different fucking people which is the only reason why we've managed to make it this far and like stick together that's our strength don't look at the weaknesses. Look at the all the great things. Yeah. Like you do you, I do me. I'll stay in my lane. You stay in your lane. And if we have it's a crossover, right. yeah. we're gonna fucking be all right. One thing that Dana was saying, and uh, Jay Shetty has a book, uh, "Think Like a Monk." Great book. Hannah read it maybe more than once. Yeah. I'm um, like fifty percent through, and there's a mind fuck idea that he puts that, and maybe you will identify with that. Is we are the person who we think. The other people think we are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. The, I think yeah. the quote is. So people have our biggest. I think it's. A, I've forgotten the the author of the quote, but is we try so hard to be the person that we think other people think that we should be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, like that's a really, really crazy words. And once you're able to strip that, and actually we briefly touch on that, is no one gives a fuck about you. Which is a really maybe hard they thing will to care. Say. Maybe they will care about you for a millisecond. And then they're going to do this and it's gone and they will never think about it again. You know what I mean? So once you understand that, man, this is life. And the really cool thing about life is what you said, it's the feeling of never being there. You never arrived. Cause when you think that you arrived, it's the day that you're going to start dying every single day. Oh, yeah. So, and, and, and the even better thing, it's, you don't have to know where you're going as long as you're fucking moving and, and as long as you're going. It. As long as you're going, as long as you're going, 
You're going to find the destination along the way. But the thing is, understand that you're not there and understand that you just got to keep going because the destination would appear. Yeah. Somehow. Changes in like evolution, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I yeah. have no idea. I'm so <laughs> I have no excited. idea. Yeah, like, that's all right. And no that's idea. all right. It's kind of cool and place to be at the same time. I'm trying to have just like enjoy life, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's where like the guilty part comes in because I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Like I should be doing more. You but that's like where Which is, I, yeah. which is also because yeah. you watch like... You, you're married to me. I suck. Yeah, you're a psychopath. You know, like, yeah. You're a psychopath. You're a sick fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. Sick fuck. my favorite thing about her is, like, she's good at everything, and then, like, how simple you are. Like, you don't, you don't need to do all these different things. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, one of my traits that I think she watches, and she's like, well, you know, he's doing this and thinking about this right now and doing this and, like, signing up for this, and it's like, I should be doing things. And it's like, you're awesome at what you do. You know, and I think that like that might be part of like your stress right now and all that stuff, but like. And plus, if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't be able to have a psychopath. That's true. You know? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you probably no, wouldn't be able works. to perform on the level that you uh-uh. do if you didn't have this. Rock if you had another side, psychopath that, with oh you. Oh God, that's a recipe for a disaster. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Complete, complete opposites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a healthy thing. I really do. So we talked about you guys as people. We talked about your relationship. We've talked about the business too, but. If you were to put one thing, I guess I'll ask two questions here. We always go over these. In fitness, what do you think that people overlook? What do you think that people underlook? And then I'm going to ask the same thing about business. Well, for fitness. Someone getting started. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, I got I to do all this. Like, like overtake as a, something so much. Like, I think instantly fun. people are like, they need a coach. Uh, whether it's competing or just because, yeah, you, you feel lost. But... I learned everything I've learned. Like I've learned some stuff in school, but all my learning came from literally bodybuilding.com. Like how to create diet. Like I did all my own diet. I did, I still do all my own training. Like I never really had anybody helping me until I finally went pro. So I went pro all by myself. Wow. And it's because it was a lot of trial and error and like learning. So I think most people are like instantly like, Hey, I want to do this. I want someone to tell me what to do. And I think that's a big mistake for a lot of people because you're not going to learn. I mean, unless you're really actively asking, hey, why are we doing this? Why are we setting these two together? Why am I eating this instead of this? Like, why? what's the timing? Like, unless you're asking questions and most people are just going to like, here's your diet. And they just follow it and they don't ask questions. So that's one thing I do with my site is I don't give people a diet. (laughs) I give them a lot of information. And they actually, I give them a step-by-step guide how to create their own diet, how to figure out how many calories a day you should be eating. Because everyone just wants me to be like, hey, what are you eating? Give it to me. And And it's not gonna work. (laughs) Like, so I give you the tools to learn on your own. I think that's the biggest mistake most people do is they instantly just want someone to help them instead of figuring it out themselves. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. And then what was the other one? What do you think that people under, underlook? They, look, they don't pay enough attention to it. They don't pay enough attention to it. Oh, wow. What the heck? Why can't I think, think of it? Think about it. Hey, oh. if you want to ask yeah. you, all right. Business, yeah. all right, all right. You have do so one of them. What do you think that people overthink in overthink. business? Overthink. It, let's rephrase that. If someone wanted to go into business and become yeah. an entrepreneur, yeah. right? What do you think that they... The biggest thing I yeah. miss. Um, I think like your, your general why 
you're doing. I mean, same as fitness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you doing it? And I think that a lot of people enter fitness because they like, oh, I want the trophy so I can go pro, so I can do this. And it's like, well, if that's your plan, you're going to miss out on a lot of life. Because yeah. Oh, now you're stealing my thing. But it's the same thing. You're going to take, you're going to take four years getting ready to compete or you can rush it and destroy your body. But like, you know, it's going to take a while to get there. You're going to lose. You're gonna, and, and even when you do win, it's not going to be the biggest win. So like, it's that process. And I think that with business, you need to decide like, well, why am I doing this? Because I have so many people that like, they're like, oh, I want to do that for business because I want to be fucking rich. And yeah. It's like, oh, that's going right. to take a while. Well, yeah. That's going to change your business model. Because like, even this place, like with everything that I'm doing, there's nothing I'm doing that's like, oh, this is going to make me rich. Right. You know, a lot of it's like, safety or fulfillment or it represents freedom to me it's it's for all different reasons and i'm i'm trying to be very clear on the reasons and even flagner fail it's like oh no flagner fails not to be rich like it was year four, four five yeah four or five and we were doing seven hundred thousand dollars a month and i had a meeting and i was like hey guys we're dropping down to five hundred thousand dollar a month cap and they're like what do you mean why would we stop growth and i was like I feel like everything's weird. Like, I feel like we're just printing shirts to print shirts. I feel like we're just making a lot of mistakes and it feels odd. So I just want to pump the brakes, pull back. I want to get more into cut and sew. And we did. And like, looking back now, it's like 100%. That was our chance to, if I was really concerned about money, like explode. But instead I pumped the brakes because I want to come out with products that like, like the shirt, I'm, I'm so proud of our right. stuff because it's so fucking good. I'm not doing this to be a fucking billionaire you know i'm obviously millionaire is great but <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this because like i like the pride in the product i like the storytelling i like the hands-on i like figuring out problems and things like that so like i that's my why of why i'm doing this you said something just now that made me go uh-huh so your freedom fulfillment right yeah that's something that it took me a long time to try and understand that achievement versus fulfillment and yep. i remember like there was a quote about Robin Williams, right? When he hung himself. We think this guy that is so happy on the outside and is making everyone else laugh, he's like the life of the party, we think that he's fulfilled, right? But no, clearly not. He had achieved so much in his life, mm -hmm. but he clearly was not feeling any fulfillment, otherwise he wouldn't have taken yep. his own damn life, you know? So have you always operated that way? Even though you're it becomes very easy to become obsessed with the achievements, mm -hmm. even if you're not feeling fulfilled yeah, because I your ego gets stroked, right? When you achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah, I just always, I just always like figuring stuff out, you know, and I think that that's something that like naturally happened. But now that I'm aware of it, it's like, okay, why am I doing this? I love that. You know, cool. um, but I never asked myself why before I was just like, oh, let's just run let's full go. speed at that thing and make it happen. Um, so I think that, yeah, the most overlooked thing is like, why are you actually doing it? Like, not to be a dick, but money's the easy part. Like once mm -hmm. you, if you, if you try, 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 make all the mistakes, do all that shit, like you'll figure out how to make money. Mm -hmm. There's like a click that happens and you're like, oh, I know how to generate money. Like if we all, if everyone in this room had to go a different direction and said, listen, you can't even talk about fitness. Like I'm gonna start a car wash, I'm, right. I don't know, and I'm gonna make fucking money. Yeah. And you guys are gonna start a bakery. A and yeah, I don't know why I knew that. <laughs> but like, and, you're, and you're, you're gonna take the same principles and you're gonna kick it over there and you're gonna make money. So like, once you figure out how to make money, that's the fucking easy part. And what the hard part is like, well, why am I, doing this like what do I actually want am I doing it I went through a, a point where I was like dude I was buying 9-11s like fucking crazy 9-11 super is like buying all this shit and I was like oh I'm just trying to build a void because I buy cars I drive them for a week and I put them away and I never even wash them like I don't care about those fucking cars 
And so I had to like break down like, well, why am I doing this? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's the journey and it's, it's the journey to get there that I love. And that's the little reward. And then I move on. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to feel guilty about it now. Like I'm just figuring out why you're doing it. It's really, really that's important. Cool. And most people just want to start business because entrepreneurs are so fucking trendy right now. Yeah. And you think you can make money. And it's cool, question? right? No, that was say. it. Yeah, I'm an right. entrepreneur. Oh, no, I also think yeah. that oh, sure. you Good. can't, I don't know. This, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Do you think you can become an entrepreneur? Do you think you can go to school and get a degree in entrepreneurship? Or do you think that your mind is either born that way or it's not? I feel like you either have it or you yeah. don't. Yeah. You, can, you can teach. It's knowledge. just like being like a, a graphic designer or something like you either have the eye for it or you don't. Mm-hmm. No matter how and many like you, you people well, can teach. I mean, no, you, it's somewhat I teachable. I'm but so I feel curious. Like there's no, I disagree. Really. I think you can do it, right? You can you can teach someone all the pieces, right? Um, and then, like, so if we took someone right now, like all of us, we're all in this room, we're all entrepreneurs. If we took someone that had literally nothing, that couldn't do it, we could we could write a blueprint course for them, for them to go out and fail. Right. And 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 maybe they'd make okay. Who, who fucking knows? But they could go out and they could fail. And if it's it's not even like the entrepreneur mindset. It's the mindset of like, okay, cool, I'm going to try that again, and yeah. they try it again, mm-hmm. and they could build up that resiliency and that like that reward of figuring out how to get around a roadblock. Yeah. Um, so I think it can be, but yeah, it's the same thing as a designer. Like when I went to school for design, I went to school for, I guess, football, essentially football yeah. nutrition. I dropped out. I went to school for design and they were like teaching me how to like, oh, well, if you measure this and then that's what your padding would be. And it's like, I just like know. Just knew it. Right. Like, Why do I right. just know when everyone else is taking notes right now? And that's when I realized, oh, I just get it. It just yeah. makes sense. So I left, but that doesn't mean everybody else that went to school with me yeah, isn't still I, designers. It's yeah. probably teachable, they just need to, but it's a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, they just need to know why they're like, same thing, your why, which is like, oh, well, we need two inches of padding for every inch of logo or whatever it is when I just know. So awesome. even hiring it. people. I know that. I think I'm going to drop out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, oh, I think I'm all sad here. This all comes <laughs> I think I'm all good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to do I'm all good. Yeah. I know this already. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach if you want. Yeah. Oh, man. So did you have a second to think about what... I feel is... like he sort of like touched on it uh, with like at least fitness is most people... Yeah. Um, their why is usually wrong. But uh, most people think like, oh, well, I'm going to start working out. And I get a lot of girls, especially that like want to get in competing. And competing's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it a lot of people are doing it for the wrong reasons. It's like to prove other people wrong or like they, they told me I couldn't do it. So I'm doing it. It's like, uh, and I'm the same way. I get it too. Like right now, like I feel like I need to compete to be doing something or to have a reason for working out, but your reason needs to be within you. Like you need to be doing it for the right reasons. You should be doing whatever you want to do. Like you don't have to train a specific way. There's no wrong or right. Like, I do like sometimes CrossFit and the next day I'm a bodybuilder and then I'm doing kettlebell stuff. Like I just like all of it. And I think most people think they need to, once they start getting into it, it's like, okay, well then I need to compete because there needs to be a reason why I'm doing this. And then Mm -hmm. for validation too, Right, right. that would be, that's a hard question. I feel like that still wasn't a good answer. No, no, no. I I think that it was entirely. I think it was entirely. Usually, when we ask that question, it'll be something that's super simple. That these are like yeah. you can take that a lot of nuggets from that and then run with it. Some people like they overlook or they overthink uh, nutrition. 
and then it stops there. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. So this is valuable. No. valuable yeah, I, was, I guess I'm making it a lot harder than it I like to it. be. I like it. <laughs> I do that with everything in life, so it's okay. <laughs> I like that a lot. Do you have any more questions? No, I think that's it, guys. Thank you so much for having us, number one. Yeah. And before we go anywhere, so these guys that tune out, where can everyone find you? What do you guys got going on in your life right now? Google. Share us everything. Google. 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 Maybe you have eight kids and and six ducks. That I don't know about. (laughs) And I'm 300 pounds. Who knows? (laughs) Um, And I'm 52. Yes. I mean, essentially... Uh, I'll talk about Dana for a second. Dana has a fantastic online coaching business Mm -hmm. right now. It's only $7 a month. She gives you her workout, a home workout, dumbbell only. But I don't give you my diet. (laughs) You got to figure it out. So she does challenges every once in a while where, I mean, pretty proud of you. You're giving away $15,000. Hey. Yeah, like hard cash money this time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so she's been doing that and she she loves it. It's her way to like impact... uh, you know, females and males and get people training that, you know, might not feel most comfortable going to the gym and things like that. Um, Flag nor fail, our apparel line. Yup. Uh, and then everything as far as me goes is essentially on killrobbailey.com. We'll link you to like all of my weird things. I think. We'll put I everything in the show notes. Yeah. And there in a while. we did say that we were going to explain Day Day Nux and I don't think we can. Oh Day my gosh. That's going to be the finishing. Let's yes. do it. I can't wait. End I remember her finale. saying, dude, I'm talking Yikes. with... I'm talking with Daneline Bailey uh, on Instagram. I'm like, they they nux? I was like, wait, what? She's like, what? Like, where did that come from? That's awesome. So I guess we'll start with the the name we made. So we were going on tour. So we used to do tours every single year. And the first tour we ever did was the Tundra tour. The east. We did the wait, east coast. You're- you're starting at a weird point. I know, but do you want it's to start gonna with... come with the name, and then I'll explain where the name came from. But the event happened. You yeah. told him about the event, and then he gave you the name on tour. Okay, so should I start All with right, the so event? All right, so we're going to start. The year is... 2000 and... I don't even know if Flagner Fell existed yet. I don't know. Oh, that's great. I don't that's know. Old. Whatever year Drew this graduated. Like, this might have been like, like 2007. Uh, and my brother went to school. My brother was a maniac in, in, in college, and he lived in like sort of like a fraddish house. Uh, anyway, they're having a giant bonfire out back. Like just um, graduated, we went. To and when their I say bonfire, they were pulling all of the couches. F- they were bro- pulling all the furniture <laughs> out of the house and setting it on fire. So it was oh, like fuck. Yeah. completely Big Project fire. X out of control. Yes. And uh, Project X, we were just we were just hanging out. And Dana had been lifting at the time, so she had like little caps, delts, and things like that. <laughs> En- enough where like you're like oh that girl trains or if you were another girl you'd be like oh fuck that girl like why yeah, she yeah. I look weird so I went uh, I went to go to the bathroom and I came back from the bathroom and somebody was like hey man uh, your girl is like in trouble over there and I was like what do you what do you mean and it's like very Lord of the Flies like giant fire and I see her over there uh, talking to these other girls like pretty aggressively and I was like oh interesting <laughs> He goes, I'm going to stay back. So, I so, have so, what had, so I kept walking up and I, I'm standing next to somebody else. And uh, essentially what happened was Dana was there and there was these girls that just wanted attention. So they kept like taking off their clothes in front of the fire and like shaking their butt and stuff like that, which didn't matter. But they, you know, that's what they were there for. Yeah. They were there for attention. But and they kept looking they were, over at me. They were jealous like, of Dana getting attention when she wasn't even doing anything. Just because she was. I didn't have to pull my like, pants yeah. down to get yeah. attention. She had her shoulders out. So I guess when I was in the bathroom, Dana had gone over to approach them and be like, 
what the fuck are you guys looking at? Like, what's going on? I, I was that. like, I was just like, you guys have a problem? Like, <laughs> what yeah. you looking at? So now you tell the interaction. Oh, so the, the one girl, so there's like five girls and the one girl's ahead, like, what, I guess you in the first front. five girls alone? This oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. It. So this isn't the first time either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to the one girl and she's like, rah, 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 like, whatever, you look weird. And then I, I, for, I forget what we were saying, but she ended with whatever LA fitness. And I was like, what? Whoa. I'm gold, bitch. And I, th- <laughs> I threw my beer in her face, Whoa. pulled from the ground, big old haymaker right in her face. Fuck yeah. So like, and now back to Rob. <laughs> so I'm on the Fuck other, yes. I'm on the other oh, side okay. of this giant bonfire. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. wow, that's, that's an, this is going to get interesting. And the guy's like, Bro, you want to go stop that? And I was like, why? No. I was like, there's five girls fighting your girlfriend or, or whatever. And I was like, oh, she's fine. So, like, I'm literally standing there watching, and everyone's just like confused, and she's just laying girls out. Well, hang on. And More than one? You start oh, laying them out? She's fighting five girls. Yes. I, I finally finished on one. And so. I'm like super casual, just watching. And now by this time, like, girls are running, and the whole party's like, what is going on? And this girl's, and the girl goes on the ground, so and then finally, Dana jumps. I'm on top of her. I'm like, all right, we're gonna make her go to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm like choking this she bitch needs to go out. Night. She and needs she's to go like, night oh. night. So I'm still just watching because I'm like, this is a lot to, you know, this is a lot. And then uh, a guy comes over, and I think that he's gonna pull Dana off, which I'm gonna let happen because that's what should be happening. <laughs> like, there should be an adult. To stop yeah. this. I'm not the one, but there should be an there adult. Be. So this guy runs over and he grabs Dana He's and doesn't pull Dana off. He just starts choking Dana. And no that's when I was like, way. now that's, hey that's man. That's a no-no. <laughs> yeah. Now so, it's my turn. So we tapped hey in me. And I like, I was really strong at the time. Oh yeah. I was. You were close to 300 pounds. I was close to 300. Yeah. I was. Christ. And I took this dude and I like, I did that like pick over my head, Hulk smash and like smashed him on the ground. Whoa. And he's like. And he turned ah. around and he's like, ha, ah, ah. ha. And then when I turned around, the whole party was, like was just fighting each fighting other. Each no other. way. <laughs> like it was like, it was like straight, just like Braveheart. Like everyone just That's fighting. incredible. And I looked over and, and someone hit my brother in the face. But like they're. Their hand collapsed on his face and hit him with like a, I couldn't even yeah, find Dana. Yeah, he like Dana. knocked him out with an elbow. And so just, he's approaching where people Where were you? Like, oh, I was just fighting. She's fighting people too. <laughs> yeah. But I'm real, I, I knew that I was like really big and no one there could fight. I can't even fight. Like I'm not a tough guy. I can just, I was very strong. So I was like grabbing people, but I weren't sure if they lived at my brother, like if they're my brother's friends. They're like, no, I'm Drew's friend. So I was just like grabbing people and they were like, no, I'm Drew's friend. They're like, all right, next. I'm like, <laughs> And I don't even know the, what you were doing. The Bailey Brawl. So anyway, we told this. whatever. Oh my God. That was a, such a wild night. That's incredible. Such a wild yeah. night. I love so that. So we go on tour. So five years later. So five years later. We were on tour and we told this story to a friend of ours called P. Diesel, who was uh, an animal athlete. Yeah. And okay. his, so he, he had, had a nickname. A nickname. And he's like, man, it's so cool having a nickname. And, and he's then, like, well, you're Bobby Thunder. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. All right. All right. I can roll with that. Pretty Ron. Was Pretty Ron pretty, already? Pretty Ron. He's pretty, just a handsome dude. Yeah. Okay. And then he looked at Dana. He's like, oh, you're Day Day Nux. Yeah. And, and Dana was like, and oh, like, all right. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am Day Day Nux. Because he called me Day Day. And then I have a... History of fighting people. Ben, I'm <laughs> fighting. I like that shit. That's no. amazing. I'm glad you <laughs> retired from it. fighting people. You know, I retired. It was a long time ago. So you laid the girls. A, I had a couple All right, fights LA in college. Fitness. I'm Gold's bitch. <laughs> 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 I 
was like, I am not. I was offended yeah. by that. Give her hell. That was, that was the Give last straw. Give her hell. Yeah, literally fighting words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fighting words. Don't ever call me LA Fitness. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Take notes. Take notes. We were young too. I don't even remember how old we were. Uh, whenever Drew graduated. So we, I mean, we were adults. We were adults because we were already. I mean, we've had to been like 24, 25. I don't think you're not adults yeah it's, mean, it's okay you can fuck up well because how so much after old- that we went to the carlisle car show to stay in that like that really weird uh oh, we can't yeah. even be an adults we said i mean we were a like dumpster on fire <laughs> four hours later i mean we were in our 20s mid 20s wait oh, set a dumpster shit. on fire that's after not like the a fight great time well not I mean, the crew we were with. Yeah. I'm not. After we the fight? We didn't actually light it. We were just there like, whoa. No, we, uh, <laughs> we left there. We went to the Carlisle Car Show with Speed Freaks. It yes. It was part of like a weird DVD that we were part of. I feel like, like I almost got in a fight there chaos. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, don't you remember? Those two dudes were fighting in the... Uh, like in the hotel room. Yeah. Like I remember them rolling over the beds, yeah, like pooper. hitting each other, and we we're like, oh, this is crazy. And then they set the dumpster on fire. Our one friend named Pooper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God what a damn it. That's a long night, man. <laughs> that was way before. That was way before Flagner fail. That was. Yeah. I mean, we had we were like twenty five. You were lifting. Oh man. Yeah. We oh, were. Not well, because I was lifting adults. in college, and we were already. I'm so glad we're. We were, we were probably gonna hit a night out in the town with these guys. What were you guys drinking? What the heck? I don't even think I was drinking. Whoa! Yeah, I didn't really drink much. It was back just a then. touchy subject that she went yeah, on. She I mean, just crossed the line. Don't say Ellie. Don't. Dana doesn't like Ellie Fitness at all. No, <laughs> you, you I think they I think don't put their part. dumbbells back right. right. Oh, they don't. That's oh, terrible. Man. There, LA Fitness in uh in Florida is like a social spot where people go to meet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they just talk. Yeah, they no, just do a lot of talking. We have a business. Yeah, yeah right. Well, we got shit to do. Well, guys, thank you so much, man, for sharing. Exactly for letting us in, for hosting us. Yeah, dude. Thanks for giving us a tour of the place. Congratulations yes. on the new building. Thank you. Dana, congratulations on paving the way, breaking the mode, uh, kind of helping, not helping, leading the way on redefining beauty in women. Yeah. yeah, because from that point guys? on, yeah, for real. It's amazing, yeah. guys. You guys are good people. I'm yeah. so glad that we met. And shout out to Julian for making this happen. He's Fuck like, yes. you got to go make it happen. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, Aww. we'll do it. All right, let's do it. So Yay. thank you guys for having Hell us. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thanks, Julian. Guys, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Maybe you want to wrap you. up? Thank you, Julian. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, tune in next time. <laughs> Boom. Oh.